Proactive Athletes is the premier place that empowers student athletes to overcome the challenges of college sports recruitment. Their unparalleled expertise and influential network will guide you towards realizing your fullest potential. At Proactive Athletes, they understand that each student athlete is unique, facing their own set of obstacles. That's why their dedicated team takes the time to comprehend your individual needs, providing a comprehensive hands-on approach tailored to your success. With their personalized attention and unwavering support, they ensure your satisfaction every step of the way. Through their vast network, they have successfully connected with over 2.3 million coaches, giving your child's profile the exposure it deserves. In fact, their student-athletes' profiles have been viewed by an astounding 716,000 coaches, solidifying their reputation as the go-to platform for recruitment. What sets them apart is their data-driven approach, allowing them to make informed decisions that result in better outcomes for their student-athletes. By harnessing the power of data, they maximize your child's chances of success as they embark on the next chapter of their athletic journey. Join the ranks of proactive athletes and unlock your true potential. Let them amplify your talent, connect you with coaches that want you but may not have known about you, and pave the way for your future success. Together, they will defy the odds and ensure that your dreams become a reality. Don't wait any longer. Get proactive in your child's recruitment process today by visiting proactiveathletes.com. And make sure you use Shark Effect 10 for 10% off. To be consistent, Alex, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect to be consistent. And I realize that consistency will beat out perfect most of the time because perfect is always worried about being perfect. So they don't even get started. They don't even show up. But those that are consistent is not always the best basketball player, the best football player, the best speaker. But for me in my in my in my journey, I just keep showing up. Welcome to The Shark Effect. I'm your host, Alex Molden. I'm a former NFL veteran, and now I'm a leadership and personal development speaker and coach. In this podcast, you will hear inspirational and humorous stories from leaders of all walks of life, from current and former professional athletes, coaches, authors, experts, executives, and successful business owners. Discover how these leaders not only overcame obstacles, but also learned core principles that led to their success when leading others. So welcome once again for for, um, another episode of the Shark Effect Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Molden. I'm very thankful for a couple of things uh, today is number one, I'm, uh, you know, coming to you all, you coming from different parts of the world. All right. Different parts of the world. I've had listeners who who uh, frequently check in and listen in New Zealand, Australia, places I ain't never been. Maybe some places I can't even spell, but I'm so excited to have people from all over the world uh, tune in each and every week to listen to some of the insights that myself and my guests have. Okay, so that's number one. I'm very thankful. Number two, I'm very thankful for my next guest. Um, this is his second time being on the Shark Effect. He was one of my first ever, my first ever um, people to be on because I respect him so much. Okay, and also he's my he 
my first coach outside of football. Okay, outside of football. And so um, I was stuck. I was trying to figure out what was next in my in my life. And so for me, having success, doing some magnificent things on the football field, right? Playing in the NFL for eight plus years. Um, I knew how important having a coach, right? There's no way I could be able to do the things I did in college and then also have an eight-year career, which I didn't know at the time. But to play eight years, only 2%, only 2% of NFL players play eight years. So it's, it's a, you know, the percentage is small just to get in the NFL, but then to play eight years, it gets even smaller, 2% of that small percentage. So I know it wasn't just me is because of the coaches that I've had that can, that can teach me things, teach me principles um, that can be able to last for a very long time. And so I took that same type of thought process and like, man, I want to be a speaker. I don't know what to speak about. I don't know what the business is. So I end up trusting one of my one of my teammates and he pointed me to Dr. Will Moreland. So Dr. Will is a world renowned speaker. Um, he's a coach. He's been on different platforms, shared the stage with some of the, 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 the industry titans. Um, he's traveled the world. He's written over 50 books. Um, he's, you know, he's winning all type of, of, uh, of awards in, on leadership and personal development. And I'm, I'm very proud to have him as a coach and also as a guest for the second time on the Shark Effect podcast. Dr. Will, welcome to the Shark Effect, my man. My man, Alex, I so appreciate you, man, having me back on uh, in the Shark Zone, man. I'm looking to have a fabulous time, man. Let's get to it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, man, I, I want to talk to you about you know, something that I'm, I'm learning, right? I'm, I'm still learning and I'm still like trying to be more intentional with it. Um, and, and it's one thing to be able to do it on stages and talking to different corporations and whatnot, but it's also another thing. And I'm, I'm always, you know, looking to find different foundations, different, um, things that I can take to in different environments, right? With a home, um, in my business or whatever. And so I want to talk to you today about like communication, right? How, how do we become better communicators? Man, that's a great question. And when I think about that, I think about Stephen Covey, the author of The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And he had a principle inside that book, start with the end in mind. And so even when we're talking about communication, you always want to ask yourself, what is my intent? At the end of this communication, what is my intent? What's my goal? What's my objective for having this conversation? And this can be, you know, uh, just, you know, day-to-day -day conversations with your family, your spouse, your kids, or this could be in the work environment or just even out in the community. But if you always stop and ask yourself, whenever I'm talking to someone, what's my end goal? So as an example, if I'm talking to my son, champ and maybe he's done something that um i'm not particularly fond of but i don't want to break him down i want to build him up i just want to correct the action i don't want to break him down i just want to correct the action so what are the words that i should use in correcting him should i use high volume words should i use words that beat him up or should i use words that build him up because i'm always thinking at the end of this 
I just want the action to be corrected. I don't want my son to be beat down. I don't want him walking away thinking that, oh, my dad doesn't love me. Oh, my dad thinks I'm a loser or my dad thinks I'm a troublemaker. I just want him to walk around, walk away saying, I did something that I should not do in the future, and this is how I'm going to correct that. And you do that with the power of intention, the power of understanding what you want your end goal to be. So I always start with the end in mind. Man, I love that. You know, looking at at what's the outcome that you want to achieve, right? And I think, um, you know, when it comes to communication, man, you're, you're spot on. You know, you want to, okay, so... In this situation, whether it's an error or also I wanted you to talk about like, what if like champ does something phenomenal, whether it's in the classroom or in his sport, how do you communicate that? What does that look like? Yeah, same same thing. And that's that's a great point. You want to make sure that you have a harmony with inside your communication. And so a lot of times, especially when we're parenting or when we're leading, it's easy to always pick out when somebody's doing something wrong. But one of the things that I'm very intentional about is making sure that I identify when he's doing something right. So if he takes out the trash without me telling him, if he cleans up his room without me telling him, I'm looking for those moments so I can also also say, champ, man, you did a great job. I appreciate you taking the responsibility. I, I appreciate you taking the initiative to take out the trash without your mom or me having to ask you. So there's um, a, a great importance in that as well, making sure we praise as much and, and, and even more than, than we correct. Mm, love that. Man, and can you tell me, you know, with your background, like my dad, who was in the military, um, can you tell me like some of the benefits that that you received from being in the military, being in that um, in that world where discipline, you know, from my viewpoint, trumps a lot of things. So having discipline, I know it helped me become the person that I that I am today. I know that without discipline. There's no way I would have done some of the things I did in my sport. How did that? Can you talk a little bit about that? Your your time in the military with, you know, beginning, but then also starting to, to lead other troops. How do you use those same things today? So similar to your background of being in the NFL, the military for me provided one of the things you just said, it discipline, but also structure. And I think one of the most important, and you can tell me if you agree with this, it provided me with routine, routine. Every day I knew what I was going to be doing. Every day I knew where I needed to be. Right. I know I needed to be in formation. I knew that we were going to be um, working on this particular task. And so we've talked before offline and you would you shared with me like Monday would be recovery day. Tuesday would be film day. Wednesday would be walkthrough day. Thursday would be, you know, um, special teams and things like that, that routine. So for me, when I look back and I, I've done a lot of thinking about that, what really makes the successful successful? It's discipline, 
its structure and its routine. Another word for routine we commonly hear now is consistency. Consistency. You've built up one of the most successful podcasts because you're consistent. You show up. You show up every single week to add value to your community and the rest of the world. And in adding value and being consistent, what I found out to be consistent, Alex, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect to be consistent. And I realized that consistency will beat out perfect most of the time because perfect is always worried about being perfect. So they don't even get started. They don't even show up. But those that are consistent is not always the best basketball player, the best football player, the best speaker. But for me in my in my in my journey, I just keep showing up. And so whether, you know, Dr. Will is one of the best or not one of the best, you can count on him to show up. So you may be better than me, but can they depend on you to show up? And that's what I've tried to do with my business and my brand and my life is to be consistent. So that's what I learned from um, being in the military, man, just being disciplined, having that structure and also um, having that routine and having that consistency. Man, those are powerful words. You talking about routine and, you know, I look at my life and like, absolutely. I knew when I wasn't aligned, when I didn't have a routine, that's when things started to kind of fall apart for me. You, you touched on something that I started laughing. I was like, man, that was me. I was trying to be perfect. When I first started, you know, podcasting, like my first episode it was, it was just me and I was trying to come off and, you know, sound perfect and have the right, you know, um, you know, some of the the right lines and whatnot. I said, man, I have a little stuttering problem. I've always had that, you know, when I was a little kid. So that's part of who I am. And it's okay. You know, <laughs> it's okay. So, you know, not being perfect, I think, makes us who we are. And, you know, I, I'm also thinking about, man, when I first started to write my book, and you've written over 50. What what type of routine do you get into when you like, man, I see this problem and I have some I have some tools. Let me put it into words or into writing. What type of routines do you start to put together when, you know, um, you're starting to write a book? Because you've done it so many times. And I, I know there's a lot of people out there that want to write a book. They have a book inside of them, but they just don't know how to get started. And I know you have... Um, you know, a course and whatnot, and, you know, people uh, hire you to coach them on, you know, how to write a book, but what type of routines can you give uh, insights to, to when we want to start to write a book? Yeah, it goes right back, Alex, to what you just mentioned about not trying to be perfect. People ask me all the time, Dr. Will, how, how have you written um, 50 books? And so two things, number one, I'm just trying to help people, right? So if I've done something and I've, I've had some success in it, or I have some principles or some tools that I think will help people, then I just want to share it. I, I just want to share it. So I put it in book form. That's been for me the best way to get that type of information out to the masses. And then the second thing is I'm not trying to be perfect. I'm not trying to be perfect. And so similar to you, uh, I grew up with a, a speech impediment. Um, I don't have a great command of the English language, but once again, 
Thank God I'm not trying to impress you. I'm just trying to help you. And so because I'm not trying to impress you, I don't worry about that. I don't worry about if I fumble my words. I don't worry about if the census structure is not correct. I don't concern myself um, um, that I didn't articulate from the upper echelons of academia or any of that. I got some tools. It's going to help you build this house. Do you want the tools? If not, then go on to the next thing. And so for me, man, I don't put a lot of, I don't put a lot of, it's going to sound weird, but I just don't put a lot of thought into it. Man, this is what I've done to, you know, raise my family. I've been married for 25 years. So we wrote a book on making marriage marvelous. These are the tools that we've used in the 25 years to help us. It's not that we're perfect. These are just some things that we put in place. These are some structures. These are some disciplines that we put in place that have helped us maintain a marvelous marriage. And so um, we wrote the book, How to Make Your Marriage Marvelous. Not that we're perfect by no means, not that my wife is perfect or I'm perfect or even the book is perfect, but we've done it for 25 years. I would like to think we got something right. Man, I tell you what, Back in the day when I was finishing playing ball, man, I, I wish I had a tool or a resource that can be able to help me transition into the real world. You know, for so long as athletes, and the higher up we go, you know, because having a dream of playing professionally or even in college, we don't see like the big picture of some of the things, some of the sacrifices that is needed that sometimes can pay a heavy cost with your identity being wrapped up into what you do. And so in saying that, I've created a, a, a coaching program and you can find it at alexmoldencoaching.com. It's specific to, to athletes. And whether in you're in college or, or in, in the professional ranks, but it's a resource to be able to help um, athletes start to transition, start to look at themselves as more than athletes and start to really hone in on other skills, other skills in terms of relationships, other skills to help you find out exactly what you want to do when you're done playing. But it's important and it's key to be able to start to lay down the foundation, start to lay down a plan to do that while you're still in your sport. Because let me tell you something, people will answer emails or they will pick up the phone when you're still playing. Those calls, those emails don't get answered once you're done. That's just the truth. So go to my website, check it out. Um, I put together a webinar. It's called The Four Keys to Help Elite Level Athletes Transition. Um, so... Uh, it's something that is very, I'm very passionate about. It's something like when I went through that whole process of uh, exiting sport, and I didn't have a roadmap. I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have a coach. And so I want to be able to provide that now because I'm very passionate about it. All right, so check it out. Love that, love that. What are some principles that you live by, Dr. Will, that you know you can be able to share with us because you've had so much success um, both in as an entrepreneur, right, as an entrepreneur, but also as a husband and a father. What are some of the the, the, the principles that you can share that's like, man, when these 
when you lay these things down, man, you can start to be able to build something magnificent. Can you share some of the principles that you live by? Yeah, so I live by three major principles, faith, family, and fun. When it comes to my faith, um, that's a, a huge part of who I am. That's where I get my foundation. That's where I get my principles from. For me personally, um, I'm a Christian. And so the principles that I choose to live by are those that I find in the Bible. And then my family, um, that's the most thats the most important thing to me. And so I, I invest a lot of time with my family and my friends. And then that third one is fun, man. Life is this amazing journey. So I don't put too much pressure on myself. Um, am I serious about life? I'm very serious about life. Am I serious about the work that I do? I'm very serious about the work that I do. But at the same time, um, I keep it fun. I keep it entertaining for me. And so those three foundational pillars for me, faith, family, and fun, it helps to anchor me. And so um, whatever I'm involved in, it has to be fun. If I'm not having fun, I take a step back and say, okay, Will, should you be doing this? Or are you approaching this task or this project in the wrong way? Because it should be fun. And then with my family, making sure that I just always show up for them. I remember years ago, um, I was talking to a gentleman and I was in a hotel and it was, it was Christmas time and he was there with all of his family, all of his kids, all of his grandchildren, and everyone just looked happy. Everyone just looked happy. And um, I went over to him and I said, excuse me, how, how did you create this? How, how did you create this? And he says, what do you mean? I say, I, I'm looking at everybody. I've been observing you guys and everybody just seems happy to be here. You know, sometimes you'll do a trip and the teenagers are in the corner pouting and all that type of stuff. But I said, how did you create this? Because everybody looks like they want to be here and they're happy. And he says, well, I'm a doctor. Um, he was a dentist. And he says, when my children was younger, I made it a point not to um, bring into my life anything that was going to compete with family time. So he says, even though I'm a doctor and a dentist, I didn't get involved with golfing. I didn't get involved with a lot of things that were going to pull me away from my family. He says, I made sure that I was home for dinner. I made sure that I was able to go to all of their recitals. And so throughout the years, um, my kids always want to be around me. And then they fostered that with their kids. And now my grandkids, they just want to be around the family. And so that's exactly what I tried to do, man, uh, with my family earlier on in my business. I made sure that I was always at home for dinner as much as possible at 6 p.m. So we could have those table topics. And so we can have just that camaraderie. And I tell people now, if you just think about it, you know, in a 10 year span from the time your kid is five to the time they're 15, um, if you could be home 300 nights out of the year, 300 nights out of the year, after 10 years, that's 3000 conversations you could have with your family. Think about that. 3,000 conversations you can have with your family. You can instill values in them. You can instill vision in them. You can um, talk to them about their day. You can um, talk to them about family legacy. So with those 3,000 opportunities, what are you going to do with it? And so I took advantage of that. And, um, and and so we see the fruit of that. So family is very important. And as I said, faith, once again, is the foundation of which I try to do everything around. Man, I love that. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's impactful. 3,000 conversations. 
man, that, that's, that's pretty cool. Think about that, man. Many yeah. people don't think about that, right? But if you think about it, you have those opportunities. And I know you're a huge family guy. You you have a wonderful family. But even whether you're as intentional or intention, unintentional, I know you've taken that time as well. And it, it reflects it reflects in your family as well, man. Man, well, thank you very much, man. You know, you know I know you go and you, you talk to different colleges, different universities all over um, the U.S., can you tell me, like, with those people, those kids who have gone in and then they leave three to four years later and they they go into the work world, they, they go into the corporate world, and then they, you know, they get out there and they start to work and they start to figure out, you know, more of their themselves and the journey that they want to be on. And then some of them are not built for that. Some of them are built to to be entrepreneurs, to, to create things. And I know you're always talking about creating something. Like what tips can you give those young adults when they want to, you know, kind of venture out into the, um, the entrepreneur or they have the entrepreneurial spirit? What kind of tips can you give them for them to have success? Great question. So when I talk to most people, um, I share this concept that I call living from your core, C-O-R-E, living from your core. And it's an acronym that stands for clarity, opportunity, relationships, and experiences. And so when I'm, I'm talking to high school kids, college kids, one of the things that I try to get them to do is really get clear on what they like doing. Get clear on what they like doing. Now that may take a little bit of time. That may mean you need to go on a journey and explore different types of things. But the sooner you can get to clarity on this is what makes me happy. This is why I wake up every morning. This is what I was created to do. So if you can get to clarity and that may be, like I say, you may have to go on a couple of jobs before you realize, mm, I don't like this or mm, I don't like that. I really enjoy doing this. But once you land on clarity, then the other three begin to fall into place. So now, once you land on clarity, I, I know what I want to do in life. Now you start looking for opportunities. That's the O. You start looking for opportunities to do it. So if you love to travel, is that being a flight attendant? Is that being an explorer? What, whatever you can find that allows you to do what you say you're clear about what you love doing. And so you start finding opportunities to do that. And then the R is relationships. And we talked about that a little bit earlier. Relationships. What are the key relationships in your life? Because relationships are going to bring you up or either bring you down. At the end of the day, all that's going to matter is the relationships and the memories that you've developed over your lifetime. When you're laying in the bed, you're not going to be worried about how much money you earn in life. You're not going to be worried about how fast you grew the company or didn't grow the company. It's really about the people that mean the most in your life. And then the E is experiences. Alex, this is a wonderful world. This is an amazing world that we live in, filled with amazing people. And how do you want to experience that? How do you want to explore this amazing world? And, um, and so if you put those four elements together, clarity, opportunity, relationships, and experience, I think you're well on your way to creating a life that you love, a life that fulfills you, a life that brings you joy, a life that at the end of your journey, you can smile and you can say, I've lived the hell out of life. I love that, man. 
I love that. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, because I, I look back and, you know, I make mistakes. I really do. Like in, in judgment and some of the words that I that I say, um, some of the, the, the opportunities that, that are right in front of me and I end up choosing a different way or I or I ignore it. What is like something that can help us? And maybe you can share not, you know, a, a a time when, you know, you didn't have success. Where man, you failed. Like I got beat by touch. I, I got beat for touchdowns when I played in the NFL, and I understood now from your coaching as uh, to be able to like, man, why did I fail? How can I turn that failure into a success? Right? Because I used to think about. Uh, when I first started is I want to talk about all the success, right? Coming out the tunnel and the smoke and stuff or winning, winning uh, games and whatnot and how that felt. I was talking about that. But then I was asked one time by uh, a member in the audience, like, hey, when was the time that you failed? And I talked about, and it hit me. Like I talk about the time where I got cut. And the first time that's ever happened to me, and it was in my last year in the NFL. And when I got cut, I was like, it was, I was blindsided. But when I look at it, it's like, man, the writing was on the wall. You just didn't look at it. You you was just looking at it through your eyes. And so I wanted, you know, ask you, like, what was the time, man, when you when something didn't go your way and you failed? And then what steps did you did you take to be able to recreate that and flip it on its on its head? and turn into a success. Wow. Um, so it's too many of them, man. I'm, I'm going to just, it's too many times. I know it would. I know it would. And, 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 um, and been in bad situations, man. You know, I've been homeless. I've had my car repossessed, um, uh, all types of trials. And, and one of the, and as I look back, one of my major mistakes was um, I didn't have patience. I didn't have patience. Um, I was the guy that I, I just wanted to get up to the plate and hit a home run. You know, getting on first base and letting my teammate hit me to second and maybe stealing from second to third uh, and then waiting for somebody to hit me into home. Man, that was just boring. You know, that was just laborious. The crowd really is not gonna cheer for me if I, but if I get up here and hit a home run. And so for me, man, every idea I thought was going to be the home run idea. Oh, oh, this is about to be it. So I'm I'm betting the whole kitten caboodle on this, and then I would fall flat on my face. You know, um, I remember my wife telling me she was like, "Hey, you know what? I, I don't need I don't need you to buy the mansion right now. I just need you to be able to cover rent for next month. Can we can we do that? Can we just cover rent for next month? Can we just do that? If we can just cover the rent for next month, I don't I don't need you to put me in a mansion right now. But I was always going for the mansion. I was always going for the home run. And so I learned that I, I wasn't I wasn't patient. And if I could just get patient, uh, you know, there's a proverb that says, let patience have its perfect way so you can be entire wanting nothing. And when I begin to invoke patience um, into everything that I do, I'm a big thinker. I'm a big thinker. I'm a big idea guy. And even with my team, 
Um, I wake up in the middle of the day. I wake up in the middle of the night. I'll have this idea. I'll have this dream and I'll, I'll get with them in the morning. I'll say, okay, this is what we're about to do. And we're going to do it next week. And then they would say next week, we don't have time. To, we don't have enough time. And then I would, I would be like, oh, you guys are just not hardcore. Look, 24 hours. We got it. Let's go. And I was just this, you know, 24 seven, no sleep, all that type of stuff. And they would say, well, if we could just plan it out. If we could just get 90 days, 180 days to plan this event out, it would probably be far better than if we rushed and tried to do it next week. And so when I learned that, um, to, to let things simmer, you know, sometimes, you know, your grandmother, she would let that roast simmer and we would be so impatient and, and want to eat it, you know, right in 10 minutes. But she was just like, let it simmer. Let that cake bake. We would always run into the kitchen and open up the, the oven. And she was like, if y'all don't leave that oven door alone and just let that cake bake just let the cake bake it's not going anywhere so for me man that's been the greatest lesson for me is just learning to be patient and take my time with myself and uh to use time i know all of us know we don't know you know what our last day is but all things being considered we don't have time to waste but you do have time. And so I like to use time now to my advantage versus my disadvantage. I like to use it to my, you know, I'm in my forties now. Um, and I'm giving myself 20 years. I'm giving myself 20 years for when I get 65, I want to be a healthy 65 year old. So I have 20 years to prepare. I have 20 years to prepare. I don't have to do it all in one year. So what do I need to start doing today? that will make me a better 65 year old. So giving yourself that time, I'm giving myself 20 years to be a healthy 65 year old. I'm not waiting till I get to 64 and a half to say, oh, let me start stretching up. Oh, let me start working out. I'm using the time that I have now to prepare for my future. There you go. There you go. Dr. Will. Man, thank you so much for being a guest. How can my people get more of you? I, I know you. Um, you know, you coach speakers and you also coach people in, in, in personal development. Can you share like your, your website and your social media? Um, so, so others can get more of you. Yeah, it's real simple across all social media board. And my website is drwillspeaks.com. My social media is at Dr. Will Speaks. That's D-R-W-I-L-L-M-O-R-E-L-A-N-D. Dr. Will Speaks on all social media platforms. The website is drwillspeaks.com. I would love to connect with you, love to support you in whatever you're doing. Uh, if you just want to follow me on Twitter, Instagram, or any of those platforms, just at Dr. Will Speaks. Let's hang out and let's create our best life. I'm going to tell you what, um, if you're not following Dr. Will, you need to. He gives, he, he, he drops diamonds. Like every time I'm on there, he, he gives like these thought provoking, like five to 10 minutes, he gets on live and five to 10 minutes. And it just makes you think about like, man, how do you want to, how do you want to move in this world? Like what type of influence do you want to have? How do you use whatever platform you have? How do you use that to, to create something that's bigger than yourself? And so he's always giving these these golden and nuggets and diamonds, and uh, I'm so I'm so very appreciative, man, that that you know we've come to connect over the last couple of years, man. So thank you once again for being a guest on the Shark Effect, Doctor Will. 
appreciate you, man. So proud of you, man, and all the impact that you're making, man. I remember when we started working together and to see where you are right now, man. I'm just so, so excited for what you've already created and what you're going to continue to create, man. Keep doing it, man. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Shark Effect Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at thesharkeffect.com. Thanks for listening. It's here, finally. My book, The Ultimate Playbook for Higher Achievement. You can get it on Amazon in the uh, paper paperback version, or you can get it on Kindle. And who this book is an in, intentionally created for is for those who are looking tra- to transition, what, whether you was an athlete or an executive or a successful entrepreneur or whatever. If you're looking to transition into something different, this book can help you. I break it down. I lay down the foundation of who you want to be. I have a chapter in there that breaks down and boils down leadership, which is influence. And you got to understand these 10 influencers that can help you with decision making, that can help you with influencing others. And how are you influenced? I have chapters in there that really breaks down my system of assignment, alignment and adjustment. Um, recognizing the power of your environments is a chapter developing your own procedures creating relationship roadmaps using adversity to your advantage right because we all go through tough times but how do you flip it how do you use it to power you okay and then developing your own standards so these are things that can help anybody not just not just athletes now there's some stories in there you know, that covers topics that that resonate with athletes. But I think overall, this book can help um, anyone who is looking to transition into becoming successful in something new, something different. Okay, so make sure check it out. Amazon, the ultimate playbook for high achievement.